0: Hello and welcome to a (laughs) Latter-day Family Podcast. I'm Todd Michael and I just hit myself in the face.
1: In order to make a joke he did that and I'm Amber Michael. (laughs) I wasn't even trying
0: to joke I was just trying to Closed the door before the intro ended.
1: Yeah, but you're trying to run back comically.
0: <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Comedic run, guilty as charged. <laughs> All right. Welcome to episode 21. Am I going to start numbering them now since I did last time? Mm, I don't, I don't know. think I need to. Sometimes. Yeah, maybe I'll throw out when a number feel like it? whenever I the mood should strike me. <laughs>
1: we don't have to number them. <laughs> no,
0: we don't. Today we're talking about extended family. Um, that could be, if you're single, that could be, you could think, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, if you're married or have been married, then that also involves in-law mm-hmm. extended family members. Um, but there's not a whole, I mean, there, there's, there are some differences in terms of, you know, you get into the, like, whether they're blood relatives or yeah by marriage, but even then, like, you have plenty of experience with extended family and the fam- family dynamics, whether or not you've married yet. Yeah, so, definitely. A topic that I think everyone could weigh in on, and I tweeted about it, and a lot of people did weigh
1: oh, in Oh, I on. didn't get to look at it again tonight. Oh, I know. Sorry. Before we did this. Oh, well. Yeah. There was I'll your, look at your, it your later. Usual,
0: yeah. It was your usual mix of people saying like, yeah. my extended family is the best. Yeah. And then some people who really strategically were like, my paternal grandparents were good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be me like okay so by process of elimination
0: <laughs> there are some fails yeah um and then a few that were like basically pleading the fifth but alluding to the fact that there <laughs> yeah. were some issues yeah that's fair but, yeah uh, i love Not it when everybody
1: I... gets the perfect ones no. but it's good that some people do yeah and i love
0: it when i see people who are like mine are great mike's said family's great we all get along and we're like a big family like that's <laughs> like a big family <gasps> we get along yeah. like family <laughs> i meant <laughs> like my cousins are like siblings yeah, that was where gotcha. my mind was going
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <gotcha>. <laughs> oh this is we're off to a great start with this episode Me doing this at night is uh, <laughs> I don't. If only we could wake up at the crack of dawn and not have a baby awake with us and, a
1: seven-year-old. <laughs> and a the seven-year-old
0: and uh three-year-old five-year-old sleeps
1: yeah she's a good sleeper she is she's
0: mellow at everything
1: she's a great little kid
0: anyway we digress We <laughs> all are but <laughs> um okay so in terms of go following that line because we'll have plenty to talk about when mm-hmm. it comes to challenges that extended oh, yeah. family can pose but following that pause we'll start on an optimistic note
1: uh-huh.
0: um things that extended family can do to strengthen or help let's talk about that
1: um When I was a kid, I had my aunt, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. She is the youngest in my dad's family of five. And so she's quite a bit younger than him. So she was like, I think, a teenager when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And they lived pretty close to us. So she would... When I was a kid, pick my sister and I up and, like, let us come over to her house, which is my grandparents' house. And we'd, like, have sleepovers there. And she would, like, basically spoil the heck out of us, which we never got. Yeah. So she would buy us pizza. She would take us roller skating. She'd take us, like, CVS and let us pick out nail polishes and, like... Just like the works, basically, yeah. you could imagine. Get us ice cream. It would yeah. be like just being on a special vacation where we're treated like as special as you could it's possibly so be. And it was some of my best memories as a child. So yeah. um, and then she continued to be that like good influence on me for the rest of my years like as a teenager she would come and see us even though my mom was basically horrible to her a lot of times Mm -hmm. would like just shout at her yeah um but she didn't like give up on me and and us and go like whoa this is too much or whatever (coughs) jealousy Um, yeah but (laughs) anyway and then as a young adult like when i was in college she was just having her she had like i think one baby and then another one. Yeah. But I lived in Provo and she was in Salt Lake at that time. And mm-hmm. she would drive down and pick me up and
0: wow. take
1: me out then too. Yeah. Like she'd bring me to her house and make me dinner, then drive me back home. It's like, that's, that's an awesome. hour or whatever. Yeah.
0: Especially when you're a young With a mom.
1: newborn and <laughs> she'd come sometimes take me out for lunch and she'd still like make me feel really special.
0: Yeah.
1: As that. And then she'd let me hang out with her family as I grew. And uh, so like- that is my great example of being a mother. Like where I take tons of my stuff from is basically the ways that she mothered me as Mm -hmm. a child and the way that I saw her mother, her own children as they got older. So like on mother's day, I would, thank her right. above anybody yeah, really yeah. because she Which was is, a so, huge was cool influence on
0: me for just this last mother's day it was cool you guys were interacting on facebook and yeah talking about your mutual respect for each other and yeah so and was like cool to see
1: she always tells me like that i'm a good mother and stuff like that yeah. i've never heard that from my own mom yeah so it's just like she's been that positive in- influence for me mm-hmm. so extended family can make a huge difference
0: yeah and they can step in where there's that void yeah and i think it's important to it's it's hard because it's you can't always plan for that like you can't anticipate like i'm going to fill yeah. this role or it has to be kind of more natural or organic mm-hmm. um unlike with my nephews i have so i have two nephews one of them is so the oldest um i i consider him more like a son than a nephew and mm-hmm. kind of have more of that relationship like oh yeah very close very close bond Um, and then the younger of the two, I'm, I still love and respect him, but he has a pretty good relationship with his dad Mm -hmm. and he and I never really got as close in the same ways. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like with one, he does not have a great relationship with his dad, like basically Mm polar opposites as far as their personalities and, and everything. And so then I kind of, ended up feeling more of that father figure role. Mm-hmm. Um, like where, you know, when he got the priesthood, I was the one that he has to ordain him. Like just those types yeah. of things were, you know, like things that you normally would expect a dad to be involved with. He wanted me to be involved with. Um, whereas my other nephew it was like, his dad was there to be a dad mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. It's like just two totally different relationships. So yeah. again, my point just being that, like I didn't set out and so say, like, oh, I'm going to be a father figure to my nephews. Yeah. But that just kind of happened more naturally. And I imagine it was probably mm-hmm. like if you were to ask your Aunt Cheryl, yeah, what what how did that happen? Yeah. It probably wasn't like she set out like, oh, well, I'm, I'm a
1: to project. Help, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna
0: help Amber <laughs> yeah. blossom. Yeah. But um there definitely was a void. I'm sure she could sense that there was a I'm void sure she and could. need. And she felt so inspired to to fill that yeah that's really cool yeah that's i mean and that's one of the most common ways that extended family can be a strength is in times of you know like absent parents Mm -hmm. or disengaged parents Mm -hmm. or divorce you know that happens all the time where people end up separated or divorced or death yeah and extended family like grandparents aunts uncles can step in and help raise kids or or support in those ways
1: and, I mean, like, extended family can give you that, like, boost if you, that you need to feel like you belong in a lot of ways that just, if you are missing it in other places, they can fill it in. Yeah. Like, um, another one that came to my mind was my grandma does this, like, grandma's camp that she mm-hmm. did when we were kids, which I've told you about. And basically, we all of us cousins would go stay at her house for a week.
0: And wear matching we, shirts. We do our
1: matching shirts. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> especially when you're the oldest one, you're like 12. Yes. But anyway, it was pretty fun though, because we would go like do activity. She'd make a whole itinerary for every day mapped out by the hour. Yeah, and if she Like went they had up. piano lessons and like learning stuff that were part of the day and like performance <laughs> practice. Cause yeah, my grandma's very musical. So she would want us to do like songs and stuff for a performance yeah. at the end of camp. Yeah. And um, anyway, then, so then we'd like go swimming and do all this other stuff. But, for one of the things that we worked on, she and I worked on was uh, like a piano duet that we were doing. Yeah. So it was like this semi harder um, music that I had learned with my own piano teacher. Then she had a duet book that went with it. So we would do it together at the performance. Yeah. So I remember this one time when I learned this really hard piece with the teacher, like I said, Yeah, and then we played our duet together and then All the family came around me and was like, that was so great. I can't believe you can play that so hard. And like, you know, I'm a kid, so I felt super great. Like they were all like, look at how hard that is. You you could play that? That was amazing. They were all like super enthusiastic. I felt all great about myself. Yeah. So they could build you up in that way like where i was right. missing because the other half of that story is and i hate to always talk about my mom but that's like a huge <laughs> yeah, thing a piece, yeah. but she took me aside later and she was like i couldn't even hear you she was playing so loud couldn't even hear what you were playing and then i felt yeah, <laughs> bad that
0: make you feel successful
1: because <laughs> she was the one that was normally cutting me down yeah. but i still do remember how great i felt about what they were saying too yeah. so that you know like it that can balance. balance out something that if sure. she had just said that to me and nobody had said anything else i would have felt yeah that awful. Would have been it would be a bad memory. experience yeah, yeah so i don't know
0: well and i think it's important for because okay there's like when there's extended family that is dysfunctional mm-hmm. um sometimes it's hard to know where to draw that line like mm-hmm. where you are no longer a help and you're, you're becoming overbearing or you're overstepping your balance. Mm -hmm. You're you're being, um, you know, basically being meddling. Yeah. So I think you're not always going to get the right signals from the dysfunctional characters Mm -hmm. uh, in the environment. Like if there's dysfunctional parents and you're trying to help their kids, Mm -hmm. for example, Mm -hmm. or if there's a dysfunctional marriage and you're trying to like, you know, buoy up the spouse who's being,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know belittled or or Mm -hmm. abused even yeah um you're not always going to get the encouragement from the person who's screwing up because they're going to feel defensive or Mm -hmm. um but i i do think that judging on like how the person who you're trying to help how they react is going to be your best bet yeah i think so like they could clearly see that it was helping you or that you were being strengthened by it Mm -hmm. so that's all the encouragement they needed yeah they're not the other individual in that Mm -hmm. situation um, responded well or not, that was irrelevant. Yeah. It didn't really matter. You know, with going back to my example with my oldest nephew, like his dad never was super stoked on me being involved or helping, but he also Uh was kind of just indifferent to everything to do with his life in general. So it was like, he was never going to be like, Oh, thanks for reaching Mm -hmm. out and supporting him. But he also wasn't like, dead set against it it was kind of neutral mm-hmm. but for my nephew I could see how well he would respond to yeah. it so there's a, totally a point to, to continue yeah um, absolutely our baby is screaming so we're yeah. going to take a short intermission Yeah, <laughs> with this brief message <laughs> not from us from the church <laughs> sounds great always say goodbye to the fish last I think that makes them feel good family
1: isn't it about time from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. One of the things I think is helpful but very obvious is just asking people what they want. Because right. sometimes sometimes that's a big fail. Like if you don't have a good relationship with them and they just say, oh, nothing, I'm fine.
0: Yeah, but, or if you're tactless. Or if
1: you're tactless. <laughs> like sometimes you can be in tune enough that they'll say what they need. Yeah. Like I remember when we had our oldest baby, um... We didn't really. Our extended family are not like bring meals type people, really, no. at all. Some for reasons that are like because they just can't do really yeah, do it. Practically. Some for just that just don't want to. But um, <clears throat> I remember when we had him, your sister came over, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I really want to buy you guys a meal." What would you like? Anything. What do you want? Yeah. And they don't, they're not like swimming in dough. No. You know, they are usually have, uh, they had their own kids to feed and like, it was, you know, harder for them, but she really wanted to buy us something. So we told her what we wanted and she just went and got it and brought it straight to us. And it was fantastic. And even gave us extra stuff with it.
0: Yeah. It was glorious. So,
1: and I always remember that. That was super generous. Even I remember that. When you have a baby, (laughs) which is amazing. (laughs) When you have a baby, it's hard. Because you, especially with your first one, you don't know how to balance all that stuff. Yeah. So that was one when she asked and we told her and it was really meant a lot to
0: me. Having that rapport comes back to, isn't it about time? Yeah. Because if you spend time with people, then you have that comfort level to ask them. Mm -hmm. If she had just been some, you know, a non-extended relative Mm -hmm. who we had never talked with, never interacted with. Mm
1: -hmm. We wouldn't and have and felt comfortable ca- yeah, asking, Yeah, we probably wouldn't something. have
0: felt comfortable asking, at least for you know our pizza and yeah, <laughs> Wendy's frosties. <laughs> <laughs> <Wendy's>, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's about time, and it's about just knowing that you're there for support or to be a good influence, mm-hmm. not there to like nag, yes, or belittle them, you know, like talk down to them. Like, well, why don't you just get your life straightened out? Or things like mm-hmm. that, you know? um, Or to, like, do these manipulative, like, force compliance things. Like, well, I'll help you if you are working on these things that I approve of. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that type of crap. Yeah. Um,
1: It's better when it's not one, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Yeah. Not...
0: And that's a big, I mean, I've never experienced that because, mm-hmm. uh, well, what I'm about to say, I've never experienced this because... Nobody in my family has any kind of means. Mm -hmm. But that is one that I see uh, pretty frequently with other people is gifts with strings attached. Mm -hmm. So like extended family will be helpful in that they, you know, give you a place to live Mm -hmm. or help pay for school or help Mm -hmm. you buy a car or loan you their car or help you buy a house or like these different big ticket costly Mm -hmm. things. But there are very much strings attached and they expect a certain level of influence over your life and your decisions in return. Choices aren't yours. Yeah.
1: Where you live or where you go to school or whatever.
0: So if you're doing that to somebody, stop it. Don't do that. You done had your chance. You lived your life. You don't get to control someone else's. And if someone's doing that to you, it ain't worth it. You would be way better off being broke as a joke or even having to go into debt for a while but having autonomy and actually maintaining your moral agency, Mm -hmm. than letting someone pull your strings and manipulate you. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. Yeah. And I say that as someone who is now 10 years into a career that I'm still not making very much money in, but I've never had to be indebted to anyone in terms of, well, you helped me this way. So now I owe you. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not super loaded, but, I've been able to make all of my own decisions mm-hmm. during my whole career. So uh, I'll take something. That. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So should we, we've kind of touched on it, but should we allow ourselves to delve into the more comedic ways that our <laughs> family has challenged us? <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for it? Yep. All right. Good. Cause let's be honest. That's why these people come. <laughs> That's what brings them back. <laughs> the comedic stories of our failures. <laughs> we
1: have so many of them.
0: The first one that comes to my mind is one of our first experiences mm-hmm. with extended family, at least officially being our extended family. And that yeah. was our honeymoon.
1: Yeah.
0: Um we honeymooned close enough to home. So we're in Santa Cruz County, um, and we honeymooned in nearby Pacific Grove, which mm-hmm. is like what an hour Yeah, it's drive like an
1: hour from here. yeah
0: not far enough to be safe from extended family no but um we happen to have two kind of demanding things going on in each of our families on my side my mom and i just before our wedding a few weeks before had been in a car accident that was not my mom's fault she was driving it wasn't her fault and so we were dealing with the insurance companies and all that that entails and then Amber's family. My sister
1: had come into town with her husband. Um, and they hadn't like visited a lot of times. Yeah, they lived that. out of
0: state. They had just come in. Yeah, they'd come visit. in
1: for our wedding. <laughs> and so that was my family part. right.
0: So our honeymoon, like literally the next day was Amber's birthday. Mm-hmm. And we get start getting the phone calls and the messages wishing yeah. happy birthday, which that's fine.
1: Yeah, but usually you don't really Call people on their honeymoon
0: the day (laughs) after they got married. Yes. The morning. Take a hint. (laughs) Um, And then a few days into our honeymoon, we were getting calls and, and um, harassment saying, well, can you meet us to, they wanted like uh, passes. Yeah. They they wanted wanted to to borrow borrow some, somebody loaned us aquarium
1: passes. Yeah. They wanted to take them.
0: Yeah. They loaned him to us to use on our honeymoon. Yes,
1: so we would have fun on our honeymoon. (laughs) Then they wanted to take my sister, so then they're harassing us about meeting up to give them the passes so they could take them Which fools
0: that we were at that point in our lives, we did. Mm -hmm. Then my mom was calling and harassing about how we had to get to the chiropractor to document any injuries Mm -hmm. for the insurance, and it couldn't wait a week. Our honeymoon wasn't forever long. It was was one week. So we had to go spend a day doing that, meeting (laughs) up with her and Mm -hmm. going and... Anyway, all this I to say. I think one of the
1: times when you, because my family was also harassing about me not seeing my sister. My mom kept talking about how she was crying. She has, right. wasn't seeing me and stuff. So Can we, we get together up. and do stuff? So one of the times I went to the movies with them or something yeah. like that. Like I was even seeing her at the movies. I know. And then we met for food, I think, or something. We were, we yeah. hadn't figured these things out at no. that point. We were barely married,
0: but it was a good foreshadowing oh, of us. the years to follow.
1: Of mm-hmm.
0: Being having two of really word. needy and demanding extended families mm-hmm. and being used to us each in our own right. And within each of our families mm-hmm. being the one to kind of bridge the gaps of everyone else's dysfunction and yep. coddle everybody. Yeah. Um, and then them still wanting that to continue and resenting exactly
1: like the old days, resenting
0: yeah. our spouse for taking up any of our time.
1: Yeah. We basically just got stretched and tug of war for a couple of years after that. Yeah. And just to our own detriment until we learned how to Which, healthfully figure that out. That's
0: a hard thing. I know for a lot of, you know, for in-laws, it's hard when that dynamic does change and everyone wants it to be the same. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times that that's a, uh, struggle because they're like well we always did this tradition at christmas Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just because you're married you can't let the tradition die it's like well guess what yeah you can let a tradition die if it doesn't fit with the new dynamic or you can alter it you can compromise you can let things be a little more reasonable
1: yeah i remember like not that first birthday that i had but the year after that my dad (laughs) coming to me and being like well let's come over to our house and we'll celebrate your birthday. It'll be just like the old days. And then I was like, I don't want it to be like the old days. These are the good days for me.
0: (laughs) I don't live there anymore. But
1: I think in that time we still went over there because we were still in that first few years figuring it out.
0: We sacrificed many birthdays and holidays before we wisened up.
1: We did. (laughs) Well, speaking of birthdays, one of my humorous stories happened Probably about four years after that first birthday, um, it was when we had our first baby. He was probably like what two weeks old on my birthday or yeah. something like that. He's newborn. My family asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I said I just want to be not have anybody come visit not have anyone bring me a cake, right. not bring me a presents or anything. I not just want to be to left anywhere. alone on my birthday because yeah. I was like figuring out all kinds of stuff, breastfeeding, figuring out how to take care of a newborn, right. figuring everything out. I just didn't want anyone in my face. Yeah, And I made it really clear to my dad, at least. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, on my birthday, <laughs> a knock at the door while I'm breastfeeding our baby. <laughs> yeah. And we are like that can't possibly be that. <laughs> and yet it was. And they kept knocking and knocking and knocking. And we were like, so fed up. We just yeah, didn't even answer the, the door. And um, <laughs> then later, my sister, I think it was, <laughs> yeah. had told me how my mom had gone and told everybody how I was, so, so terrible. evil for not opening the door on my birthday when I said I didn't want them to come. My one birthday wish. They couldn't even give it to me.
0: I think that ties back to the ask what people want. It is. <laughs> and listen yeah. to the answer. It's funny
1: in this moment, Well, man, it we were is. ticked. Oh, I know. We were that so was, mad. Because yeah. we were just wanting the space right totally. then. And we had asked for it. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, speaking of drop-ins <laughs> stealing yours
1: you tell it better you'll be able to tell this all better. right
0: <laughs> um there was one <laughs> afternoon when we were newly married and we were alone in our rental and we were newly married and we were try alone until it actually <laughs> <laughs> you can draw some conclusions about what that might imply And moments later, after we were enjoying being alone, (laughs) we hear a knock at the door. And we were living in like a gated community. It wasn't... We were just renting, but it was a gated community where you couldn't drive in Mm -hmm. unless you um, paged in. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so we're pretty used to not having anyone drop by or anything.
1: Yeah.
0: But we get a knock at the door. We go to the door, and it's my mom. And she says... (laughs) I I parked outside and walked in through the neighborhood, and I knew you were home because I peeked underneath the blinds. They
1: were closed blind, so yeah, it must the have been blinds. Yeah, the blinds were tiny bit. So, yeah, the, the tiniest
0: bottom. little bit. Of the bottom. I peeked underneath your blinds and saw your heads watching TV. Thank oh. goodness she didn't come about five to ten minutes sooner.
1: <laughs> we were so or horrified. Or she would have
0: seen a lot more than our heads watching TV, and we would have never <laughs> recovered. Anyway, yep. Honestly, part of me is like, that's what you get for I know not respecting people's privacy. But still, I'm glad it didn't come. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that would have cured it. I know. Anyway, that was (laughs) an amusing one.
1: That was funny. Almost immediately
0: after. Yes, yes, that was. I remember when she told me, though, I was just like speechless. I was like,
1: "Uh,
0: (laughs) please don't peek in our house.
1: I know. Just
0: knock first. You'll find out quickly. We're home.
1: Yes. that's one way to know how there's a doorbell and a door to <laughs> yes. knock on oh man your mom does look peeking in windows she, oh
0: she loves anyone's <laughs> house she'll go peek in
1: yep well speaking of your mom this one of my stories goes along with that yeah when we were first married like the first couple of years i'd say for your birthday I would give you a <laughs> gift, and she then she'd give you a gift later. And it would always be the same thing, like a different version of the same thing. Like yes. if you asked for, oh, I'm trying to think, like a, satchel, for, a computer like a bag or something. Satchel, yeah. yeah, yeah. you asked for like a, a satchel to bring to school because yeah. you're a student. So I bought you one, and she also bought you one. Yes. So then it was super awkward for you, super uh, yeah. awkward for me, because I'm already like the wife trying to like
0: yeah. establish like, your role. You know. your,
1: yeah. <laughs> that was a
0: rough one. It <laughs> was always brutal. I know. So it got to the point where then I had to start not telling her any of the things mm-hmm. that I told you or that I knew you knew about and specifically telling her, yeah, it was hmm. our oldest. He went okay. to his bathroom. <laughs> Amber's freaking out. Cause she hears someone in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I saw him come out in okay. the hallway. He's sleepwalking. Okay. Um, anyway, I, Specifically, strategically had to tell her different things than I yeah, told you. Yeah, I remember you doing try that. Try to keep it from happening. Oh. Even now, I'll still. She'll be like, "What do you want for?" Her? Yeah, and then I'll like specifically tell her things that I know I haven't told anyone else, so that yeah. her
1: So here's a hint with you: if you're an in-law of either type, just try to talk to the other people <laughs> and say, checking. "I got him
0: this." Be like, "Hey, I want to <sighs> get him this. Are you getting him that?" Okay, cool. I know takes five minutes. Yep.
1: Then you're in the awkward position of what if you like one gift better than the other? Like, you have to pretend. What do you do?
0: Speaking of covert, (laughs) that reminds me of our, uh, I'm not sure even how to describe or classify this, but we have, okay, on my side of the family, everyone are very big non-planners. Like, Mm -hmm. It gives them anxiety to have anything planned or Mm -hmm. set in stone, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of them. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people when we all get together. So you can't just last minute feed nine or 10 people.
1: Yeah.
0: You need a plan. Yeah. So we often have to secretly buy food, mm-hmm. plan on what day we th- something would probably work out, like when it's around a holiday. Yeah. But then the day of casually bring it up with them. <laughs> nice. What do you think? About oh, them? are you guys thinking about blah, blah? And th- but then what's frustrating is they'll almost do the same in that they don't want there to be a plan, but they'll talk to each other about how oh it'd be so fun if we could do this thing, uh-huh. and then they'll spring it on us at the last minute. Mm-hmm. But they don't do the buying food, no. planning out, and getting things prepared. No, they just stuff do the that you would need. We dreamed up that it would be fun for all of us to go and do this extreme yep. thing, or that you know this this long drawn out thing. Yeah, call us and half hour before they want it to be done, like, oh, just meet us here. We're gonna do this. We're like, we have children. I know. We need food. We need snacks. We need items and supplies. Yep.
1: Or I can't tell you like the number of times we've been like planned out something and then they'll be like, so and so said she really wants this specific meal. Or whatever, so that's always really awkward
0: too, right.
1: you know. Oh, and we yeah. were like, oh, we bought a bunch of chicken breasts, yeah, we and bought then all they all really wanted sausage. Like, oh yeah, we wanted to
0: do tacos for um, the salad. We're like, Okay,
1: <laughs> Or like, I can't. How many times have we had to go shopping like the day before Thanksgiving or yes, like Christmas?
0: Someone comes up with a whim mm-hmm. item that they want.
1: We gotten smart though, and we just we say we're doing this, and we tell <laughs> yes. them now. We're we're better
0: at that now. Yeah, but. <laughs> Or right, I have one more. Um, do you have more that you no, thought no. of? Because I have one more that popped into my head. Um, man, I'm really railing on my mom on this one. <laughs> she still doesn't know about this podcast. So at least we have a buffer of 20 episodes before yeah. she'll hear this. At least. <laughs> she may not find out for a while longer. Um, she has this uh, concept that she invented of Summer Todd. Which to her means when I was in school and I would have summers off, then I'd get more relaxed and Uh more like my teenage slacker self. (laughs) And she longed for those days of when I had no ambition (laughs) and didn't want to work and didn't want to do anything and would just hang out and grow tomatoes so uh, there's this one. you should probably tell this because it was your conversation but there was this one time when we were first like early on in our marriage mm-hmm. she like took amber aside and told her how she missed summer todd so much <laughs> and how he would just grow tomatoes
1: before we got be, married. So, yeah, before
0: we got we got married and it was just so sad to not have that taught oh, around anymore. Oh my gosh! I
1: felt so bad. She's the Thanks a <laughs> lot, lady.
0: Guilt oh. her for marrying me and encouraging my ambitions. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> like being a tomato farmer was the most yeah, amazing thing I could have get ever fresh aspired tomatoes to anymore because of me. Because <laughs> I'm too busy working all <laughs> summer. <laughs>
1: Rejected. And the crowd goes wild. Mom, Mom, Mom! You me. You want it? Give me the ball. Family. Isn't it about time? From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints? I mean, I think what it boils down to is just that everybody's family is gonna have like Things that they do that are great and helpful to you and things that are super obnoxious. Yeah, are dysfunctional. Yeah, are dysfunctional. And you know what? We probably do that to them.
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure they have have stories about us. Stories about us
1: being annoying. Yeah, about the times we showed up an hour
0: and a half late and said, we were fighting. Sorry, we're late.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We were usually fighting about (laughs) them. I know. (laughs) Anyway, but you just have to move forward and figure out the best ways to deal with well, those things. Yeah, and it's
0: like any relationship, you have to give and take and then make your needs known. You can't re- you can't resent somebody for not meeting your needs if you never made your needs known. Exactly. And if you you see how hard it is for people you live with like your immediate family, your yeah. siblings or your parents yeah. to understand your needs, mm-hmm. well why on earth would it be easier for extended family that you're not even living with? To mm-hmm. understand or know your needs, mm-hmm. so the more clear you can be about stating your needs, mm-hmm. and you know, even in the moment, like speaking up, asserting yourself, yeah. And then if they still don't respond, well, then you know maybe you have to make some adjustments or distance yourself from them in certain ways, or yeah, put certain boundaries. But yeah, that was those are some of the things that we've definitely learned: is boundaries, mm-hmm. knowing what your own boundaries are, and not letting it cross those, yeah. And then making your needs really clear, like stating them. Mm-hmm. repeating them when things come up that don't really restating meet your needs them. restating them yep. relating it back like oh well well, what we really need is to have a solid end time yeah because our kids need to go to bed on time
1: yeah exactly
0: what we really need is to know there's going to be food and high protein food so we're not all having exactly hangry meltdowns, meltdowns or, yep yeah <laughs> those types of things
1: yeah
0: um
1: And I feel like one of the things that we learned for ourselves going forward as being extended family to other people is just always expressing gratitude for the things (laughs) that people do uh, give you. That's one thing that we sometimes get, but sometimes we feel frustrated that we don't get like just being grateful. Like, well, thanks for taking the time to, you know celebrate with us about this or have this meal together or things like mm-hmm. that i think that's something that anybody can really it goes do. a long way it goes a super long way yeah like there's been times where we really extended ourselves to do something and then people would just be like oh that wasn't enough or yeah you know, or complain like about that what complain didn't happen about things yeah, that didn't the one,
0: happen part of it that didn't happen
1: so that's always then that makes you so frustrated yeah anyway but so moving forward, you could yourself, you can't change people. <laughs> they're just going to complain no, yeah. or whatever. But for us ourselves, I think about it for us as like in-laws someday right. to our own kids,
0: spouses and stuff like that. Right. And
1: we can do that with our extended family
0: now even. Yeah. yeah, Or even yeah. like times when your grandma has gone out of her way to, yeah, you know, encourage us or help us or things like that. And we've,
1: exactly uh,
0: you know, thanked her for that. Yeah, and I can that tell goes.
1: that makes a big difference to her too. So
0: yeah,
1: you know, I don't think you're ever going to go wrong with that.
0: So one layer that occurred to us when we were talking about this before uh, we were recording is that your ward, in many ways, is like your extended family, mm-hmm. and members of the church are like your extended family, and you are listeners are like our extended family. Mm -hmm. And so I encouraged Amber (laughs) that we could start calling you guys our Latter-day Fam, like our fans, but our Latter-day Fam. And Mm -hmm. she said, I will never say that. (laughs) (laughs) So then I compromised and I said, okay, what about Latter-day Family? Could we call them our Latter-day Family? I said yes. And she agreed. So there's a perfect example of stating your needs. Asserting yourself, having boundaries, (laughs) and reaching a compromise. I don't
1: mind you calling them fam. I didn't really want to. It's just not really in my speech.
0: (laughs) You're not a YouTuber?
1: I don't do that. Hey,
0: hey, Latter-day fam! No, but uh, I think that'll be a fun way to sign off going forward. Sounds great. So, to that end, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate our Latter-day family out there. (laughs) and we hope that you find a little inspiration for how you interact with your extended family because if ever there was a time when we could all use a little more support, a little more encouragement, a little more connection, Mm -hmm. it's uh, after this last year and a half or so when everyone's kind of been more compartmentalized. Now things are opening up, it's gonna be summer, there's more opportunity for travel, more opportunity to connect with people. Yeah, Connect with your extended family, find those gems to help you. And find those in need to be a gem for, because you never know, they may be telling about you in 20, 30 years (laughs) and remembering fondly about all the things that you did for them. Yeah. With that, we will talk to you on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye. And when they write to us, we could call it fam mail.